Welcome to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood with your host, Angela Jones. Presented by Brighter Day Law, listen to the stories of the people who make Colorado Springs a great place to live and make our world better every day. We want to give back to those who give so much to us. Good afternoon. It's another Brighter Day in the Neighborhood, sponsored by Brighter Day Law, and I'm your host, Angela Jones. We're here today uh, meeting one of our neighbors, Carissa Woodard. She owns a uh, business, an organizing business here in Colorado Springs called Grace to Organize. Welcome, Carissa. Thanks, Angela. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited that you're here too. I think we um, we first met when you came in and really helped me in a pinch mm. um, when I first moved. And um, so I reached out to you because um, it was kind of an interesting story how you had gotten into doing what you're doing. And so I wanted to, to see if you... Um, you know, could share us a little bit more about mm-hmm. how what you do is really um, a service mm-hmm. to your clients. Mm-hmm. So welcome. Cool. Thank you. I love sharing um, about my business because it's really just a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. I've been organizing since I was a little kid. I remember being four years old and re repositioning my grandma's pantry you know her canned (laughs) goods and so something I was always good at and it's kind of funny when you have a natural talent for something you assume everybody else does too and um, I've been in business almost four years it'll be four years in September and I have just seen the need more and more for people needing organizing and decluttering help because they don't find that it's natural for them and they don't want to do it and they don't have the time to do it or whatever it is. So I decided, well, I'm just going to take this natural talent and go share it and bless other people and start a business. So that's what I did. Well, I think it's really interesting where you're talking about natural talents and um, coming alongside other people because, you know, you know, our our program here is really about um, helping professionals um, who you don't typically think of Mm -hmm. as a helping professional. But I know that, you know, for instance, recently my my in-laws relocated Mm -hmm. and they downsized after, Mm -hmm. well, it was 30 years in one home and then another 20 years in Mm -hmm. another home. Um, And when they moved, you know, into their uh, retirement home, they try to get rid of things themselves and they still ended up with so much. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of a common occurrence, Mm -hmm. you know, with people, you know, with so many military folks Mm -hmm. in um, Colorado Springs or just people moving, transitioning, or uh, I think we were talking about like you pick up this thing Mm -hmm. and you move from one season of your life to another season and it's all this extra stuff. So, you know, do you run into that a lot? Oh, for sure. It's, it's interesting how people's lives change so quickly and so often and they don't really stop to think about it oh this has changed and my stuff needs to change with it um the pandemic was an interesting you know time for everybody and they started realizing wow my kids are at home now i need to find a place for them to do school i didn't have to do that before or i'm at home now and i need a workspace away from the kids because they're going to be on zoom and just like you know, you don't expect those things to happen, but you have to transition with it and change your stuff so that it makes sense for you. So, you know, that's one example. But um, I remember helping this guy who lost his wife of 30 years mm-hmm. and his kids and himself were grieving, of course. And he's like, I don't know what to do with her stuff. I mean, 
And so he's like, well, you're not emotionally involved. You can come in neutrally and kind of help me make these decisions. And I don't have to put that burden on my kids. And his life changed and his stuff needed to change with it. So um, there's all sorts of scenarios. But, yes, I've seen that. Well, and I know you said, you know, um, maybe your client remarked that you're not emotionally involved. And I don't think you're not emotionally involved with the stuff. Mm -hmm. But you do get emotionally involved with the people you help, don't you? Mm, well, yeah, I don't know the the best way to say it, but I do love hearing people's stories. And, you know, organizing is great, at least the way I've set up my business, because I'm working side by side with people. Mm -hmm. And so we're finding stuff and they're telling me stories and I'm sharing my life with them. And so we really become friends in a lot of cases because we talk about our, you know, favorite things or our family or whatever. So yeah, I do. I do get emotionally involved with my clients. It's funny. Yesterday, I had two sessions, um, both with older women, mm -hmm. and I left their house. They each had given me fresh cut flowers. And oh, I'm wow. like, I cried at the second lady's house. I'm like, how blessed am I? But these people genuinely love and care for me. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's awesome. So I show up and do my best to bless them and then I leave with arms full of flowers and <laughs> and other things yes right? yeah it's awesome I know you were talking early earlier about like how you know people are clearing things out and they're you're the person that's there yeah when they're clearing it out and you end up with all kind of goodies to take home I do yeah I mean I take things to donate for people I'm like I'm happy to do that mm -hmm. um, but sometimes they're like oh honey this would fit you you should try it on try it on so I do and then I'm like Wow, thanks so much. So I do end up with some cool stuff. Um, but other stuff, yeah, I take to donate because I have to, you know, keep myself decluttered too. So Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you were you said you were you all talk about some of your favorite things. What are your favorite things? Mm, I love reading mm -hmm. and I love my books. I just love having books and right. buying books and I love words. Right. Isn't there something like really just kind of special about paper? I mean, paper yeah. books. I mean, I get it. We've got audio books and mm. the Kindle and everything. Mm -hmm. But I've got stacks yes. like of books like by my bedside mm. and on the bookshelf. And they have mm. to be the paper. I don't know. There's something just love the, it. about the feel, the smell. Yeah. And they're part of your decor, too. At least for me, they mm -hmm. are like they. it just looks nice to have a stack of books somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's intriguing. People come over. They're like, "Ooh, what are you reading? And and it just starts so many conversations. So I tell my clients they they apologize for having too many books. And I'm like, oh, no, don't. You can't talk to me about that because I, I love that, them too. I don't need that kind of negativity right. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. So, and I like hiking. That's another thing that, mm. you know, comes up um, with some of my clients. They like to be outside and, right. um, and they move to Colorado because it's beautiful. And I tell them that I'm a native and I, you know, so you're from still Den exploring. Yeah. You're from Denver mm -hmm. originally. Yep. And I was born in Denver. Uh, moved here like I think seven it's got to be eight years by now I keep saying seven but right. um, yeah I just love it it's beautiful you moved down to the springs from Denver, from Denver. yep oh I got you mm -hmm. you saw family here in town or in Colorado mm -hmm. yep so all my family's in um, either Wheat Ridge or Broomfield so okay an hour two hours away I go visit them when I can sometimes I even have clients up in Denver mm -hmm. so I make a family trip out of it you know stop here stop there right. see my best friend who still lives there um, I actually have two best friends that live there so it's great. It works out. 
Right. So you were talking about like some of your favorite books, like your clients ask you what you're reading. So what are you reading mm -hmm. these days? Um, right now on my Kindle, I'm mm -hmm. actually reading um, 1954. Um, I can't remember the author's name. Forgive me. Right. But um, I read every night before bed to help me sleep. I so gotcha. that's my Kindle. And then during the day, if I'm reading, I read paper books. Right. So, um, gosh, I have like three paper books I'm reading I right have, now. I always, always have kind of one, uh -huh. another another going, all yeah. at different Mm -hmm. different levels and things like that yeah. what about what about your favorite hikes down here or even around Denver my favorite hike of all time is the incline mm -hmm. I can't get enough of it last year I only got to go three times because mm. it was shut down right. or they were only letting so many people on at one time I don't know if you knew this but um, they average a thousand visitors a day for no. the incline. And I thought, I didn't know that till I Googled it during the pandemic. And I thought, why are they even bothering filtering people through? There's not that many. No, there a lot are. of people go. Right. So, um, yeah, that's my favorite one. But I even just like walking around my neighborhood. I just want to be right. outside and get exercise. So, have you been able to do the incline so far this year? No, I haven't. I planned one and then it snowed. <laughs> My <laughs> well, friend Holly and I. It's, it's May. <laughs> yeah. This was in April and I was like, okay, we might be able to sneak one in. So we planned it. And then, of course, the day before it just right. poured down with snow. So. So do you go, you know, up for time when you do the incline? Usually, um, usually the first one I do every year, I'm like, don't put any number on it. Mm -hmm, Just get mm -hmm. to the top and come back down. Um, but Holly, my friend that I love hiking with, is a personal trainer. Oh, okay. And when I started going with her, she was like, oh, you can go way faster than you've been going. It was taking me an hour and a half right. to get up and down by myself. And, oh, wait, no, an hour and a half. No, an hour to get to the top. That's right. what it was by myself. And she was like, you can do it way faster. So we started doing it where she would go and my goal was to keep her in sight which of course i could never do because she's right. tiny and super mm -hmm. fit but um it kept me going faster than i thought i would and last year i got my fastest time ever which was 46 minutes i was so wow. proud i cried when i got to the top is like, that running or walking up it's walking as fast as you possibly can right but of course the last third your legs are screaming and you're like i don't know if i can even keep like, walking like once you hit the false summit that's the mm -hmm. one that kills me is yeah. the false summit because mm -hmm. you think oh you're almost there and then you're not almost there no and it gets steep right and you're like right. one time i remember checking my stopwatch and i was i was seeing oh my gosh i'm gonna beat my fastest time so i started running really there were like, I don't know, 60 steps left, but my legs have never felt so heavy really? in my life trying to run after doing basically the whole incline. It was funny. but And then I passed some guy. I didn't even look at him or acknowledge him at all. And I was like crawling, at, but I beat my time. That's awesome. <laughs> I was aggressive about it, but sometimes it's nice to just go and not worry about so do you how go, well you're doing do you go back down or do you do bar trail road? i do bar trail bar trail road mm -hmm. and you yeah. run that or i have before right. but i'm like i like to look at the scenery right. and i don't feel the need to be that aggressive after <laughs> right after yeah well so. i think if i made it up the incline in 40 some minutes I don't know that I, I think I, I've, my goal is usually an hour, like uh -huh. do it under an hour. That's a good goal. That's kind of how I do. But yeah. I mean, I'm a, 
I'm one of those that, you know, when you see the guy running up and then running back down and then running up and then running back down, I'm like, this is not right. Right. (laughs) But I'm a sea level girl. I'm originally from Florida. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't don't know what it's going to take because we've been here almost eight years also. Wow. I don't know what it's going to take for me to finally... You're like, yeah, I'm high de- I'm high altitude acclimated <laughs> entirely. <laughs> At least running the bar trail. Yeah. I mean running up and down the incline. But yeah, I'd like to go I like to do the bar trail too, mm-hmm. but I kinda mosey mm-hmm. up the incline and then usually run down. Oh, you're the, bar the opposite. Trail. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well it's easier. Well, it's it's kind of easier. This is true. It's easier for me to run down yeah. than to try to run up yeah. and everything. But I also like to turn around and look back. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Those and views. And check it out mm. and talk to people mm. and the pets and all of that kind of thing. Oh. First time we did it, we went up to the quote unquote halfway point, uh-huh. which I think is more than halfway. It's a little further than half. A little more yeah. Halfway. But we went up to the halfway point. My daughter went with us uh-huh. and she was practically in tears you know she's like oh this is terrible whatever now she's a little bit older and i mean she's like bye mom (laughs) i love it here i am just still loping along (laughs) you know that's funny you know back at the back but you know it's fun stuff it's good yeah well i tell people i've taken people up the incline for their first time so many times right because i love it and they need somebody to do it and i'm like just make it to the top yeah. That's all that matters. I mean, and even if you only make it to the halfway point, if that's your goal, just keep going. Well, and I think that's that kind of ties in like, you know, with the again to kind of the work you do. It's mm-hmm. like that, that, you know, it does. If you come alive, someone's with you yeah. through the process, mm-hmm. even the hardest stuff. If you're taking it one step at a time and someone else is there with you, yeah. it makes it, I don't know, just a lot more doable Mm -hmm. you know 100 percent. yeah you mentioned a little earlier about like you have to keep yourself Mm -hmm. decluttered Mm -hmm. and organized what are your what are your top tips or Mm. the top you know ways that on an ongoing basis Mm. you you do that well i've thought a lot about why i love organizing Uh why i'm good at it and mostly what i've noticed is just that I make a habit of it. Mm -hmm. So I actually started thinking about what you could call that. And I came up with micro organizing. You know, people use the word micro with other things. And I thought, well, that's basically what I do. Anytime I'm in my house and I notice that something could be better or different or consolidated, I just do it right away. And it's two to five minutes, maybe 10. Mm -hmm. But I do that consistently throughout the year. Whereas where other people get in trouble is they put something off for weeks, months, years, sometimes decades. Right. And then it's just overwhelming. Um, The main difference between myself and another person is probably just that I like organizing. So I do it more often. Right. It's not like some magical, like unattainable thing. It's just consistency. So one of my practical tips with that is to set a timer. So Mm -hmm. take Mm -hmm. five to 10 minutes every day or every week, whatever you can manage and do something that helps you be more organized and you'll get a lot done over time more than you think you will right um so that's my my favorite thing to tell people but nobody is immune from needing to organize so 
You can't avoid it, basically. This is Angela Jones. You're listening to A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood. We're with Carissa Woodward of Grace to Organize today. Have you heard of the, I'm sure you have, the condo, is it Mm -hmm. Marie Kondo? Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. So do you employ any of those types of techniques or something similar? Yeah, so I love Marie Kondo because she's cute and sweet and kind and she just has this gentle spirit. Um, Her thing is, um, does this bring you joy? Which right. I think is a great thing to ask, but I tend to be a little bit more practical and just say like, does this have a purpose? That's right, probably right. my version of it. Mm-hmm. I tell people organizing is knowing what you own, why you own it, and where to find it. Right. It's really that simple. Your stuff is there to help you, but it's not going to help you if you can't find it when you need it. Right. So we're just looking at people's stuff practically and saying, When was the last time you used this? Who gave it to you? How much did you pay for it? When do you think you'll use it again? Who else in your home uses it so we know where to store it? Um, Things like that. And um, people seem to to receive that pretty well. It makes sense to them. But some people do practice the, does this bring me joy? Right, right. Um, But I think of my favorite show, Gilmore Girls. There's a scene where Mm -hmm. they actually mention Marie Kondo. Right. And Lorelai's mom had just lost her husband and decided to declutter her home. And Lorelai says to her mom, nothing's going to bring you joy right now. You just lost your husband. Right. And when you think about it that way, you're like, okay, I'm going to try to remove the emotion as much as possible because emotions change. Right. So that's why I'm a little bit more practical with it. Okay. But Marie Kondo has helped. I don't even know how many people. So. Right. Yay for her. That's awesome. I know. I know. I always thought that was kind of neat. I thought she does. She really has this really kind and gentle way Mm -hmm. about her. Yeah. And um, you can. You can get to a point in anything when there's a big task. I always... This is one of the tips and tricks that, you know, I've picked up over the course of years in terms of facing a big task, which is, you know, I always ask, you know, how how do you eat an elephant? Mm-hmm. And it's one bite at a time. Yeah. You know, you just mm-hmm. take a bit off. So I like the idea of like setting that timer because you can do anything for five minutes. Yes. Um, you know, so if you've got some area of anything Mm -hmm. if you've got paperwork to put together or paperwork to organize Mm -hmm. or whatever if you set that timer for five minutes like can you do five minutes Mm -hmm. on this and if you've done that five minutes maybe you'll be energized to do Mm -hmm. five more minutes and you know as you keep kind of putting one foot in front of the other knock that stuff out that's a great way to put it Mm -hmm. well i was um wondering you had mentioned your grandma you started like organizing your grandma's pantry. <laughs> What's your favorite memory about your oh. grandma? Is it is it her pantry? Is that your favorite memory there? Well, I love that I have that in my you know memory bank of me doing that. I mm-hmm. I picture the pantry, you know. I picture the cans. Um, but when I think of my grandma, I think about her garden. Oh, so wow. yeah, she loves gardening, loves being outside. She loved sunbathing. You know, we lived in North Carolina for Mm -hmm. a few years when I was a kid and we would just hang outside all day. She had this um, little kid pool on the covered patio Mm -hmm. and she'd put the radio in the window with the window open. So it'd come through the screen and we'd listen to country music and I'd play in the pool all day. Like sunrise to, you know, sunset. It was either the pool or I'd run through the sprinkler. 
and she'd be out there gardening. She had these, I think they were zinnias. I don't know, colorful, beautiful, and mm-hmm. they just grow and flourish all over. And um, I have a picture somewhere of me holding one like this, you right. know, and it's just, I love that. I love the outdoors. So, yeah. So that you think you got that from her and being out there as often. Yeah. Maybe? I never made that connection, but yeah. that would actually make like sense. Like really good memories there. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was your Fayetteville, right? Mm-hmm. You told me your, um, you were a military kid? Yep. My dad was in the army stationed at Fort Bragg. Uh-huh. So um, we were in Fayetteville until 98 and then we mm-hmm. moved back to Colorado so I've got the mountains in me but the country yeah. and I like it yeah so did your grandma move here with you mm-hmm. also oh with your whole family oh yeah we're all here now oh, that's nobody's really left awesome. there yeah yeah that's neat mm-hmm. all right and um do you remember like any country songs that stand out from that time oh. for you oh my gosh <laughs> I my mind went in several directions, but I'm just remembering um, I had a little karaoke machine. Oh wow! And at the time, the song um, "Achy Breaky Heart" was so <laughs> popular, and I remember my mom got the video camera and was like filming me through the crack of the door because I was singing. Don't tell my heart. And like, <laughs> she must have thought it was adorable and got the camera. And I remember seeing who. Th- her through the crack of the door and I just froze and she goes Carissa keep singing and I just would not but um that's what I think of achy breaky heart or um I like it I love it by Tim McGraw I, like it. I, I love, love it. it I want some more of it yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's so nostalgic for me to listen to country music that is so, so. funny mm-hmm. you know it's funny you're mentioning that because uh okay so I'm I'm a little bit older than you are <laughs> and I remember I was like maybe six or seven years old mm-hmm. and we had one of these um the record players that uh-huh. was in the big console oh. which you probably going into people's homes as often as you do you You've probably seen those, you know, like with the old timey radio station mm. with the actual record player yes. inside the piece of furniture. Uh-huh. And so um, we had Elvis LPs, uh, like Elvis Presley LPs. Mm-hmm. And I used to like sing a dance to uh, Jailhouse Rock, oh. <laughs> you know, and one time I don't know that I don't think there was any uh, camera because we didn't the camcorder wasn't sort of the thing. But my dad had this, you know, the Polaroid camera with the flash uh-huh. bulb that would you, it would turn and flash and so he took a picture of me with the flash which caught my eye um you know just i guess singing to the um jailhouse rock and then they you know were kind of laughing and um i wouldn't sing or dance right? anymore because i didn't i don't know i think it was my own little world yeah you know just i did also in that general time frame also write a letter to elvis asking him to marry me oh he was already married but I was, oh. you know, just wanting to get on the waiting list there. Yeah, get on the waiting list. I was <laughs> so, like, did he answer you? Oh. No, I don't think my mom ever actually mailed that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's funny. I sent a letter to Orlando Bloom one year because did you? I read in this teen magazine that he had the same birthday as me. And I was like, oh, this is my in, you know. And right? so I sent him a letter and I was like, we have the same birthday. The and same. It's funny because I think I sent it in July, but I didn't have the patience to wait until January when my birthday right, was. So right. I was like, I'm just telling you happy early birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never heard from him so either. Are you the early or late January? Uh, I'm in the middle, the 13th. Oh, 
Okay. Yep. So huh. I'm a Capricorn. I don't yeah. know if that's why you were asking, but. No, I just wonder because I have like my best friends at the end of December. Okay. And, you know, I, you know, sometimes that, that, that the, 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 people whose birthdays are right near Christmas mm. kind of are all, you know, oh, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of a bummer. Like my daughter just graduated from high school day before yesterday. Cool. And then she turned 18 yesterday wow. and she was like the twofer, you know, it was yeah. like the first time we ever really ended up with a twofer other than Memorial Day birthday, which right. is always kind of a bummer for her, you know, um, because everybody's gone for the weekends or whatever. But yeah. we made two distinct celebrations. I love that. To be able to do it. So that's why I was kind of wondering that. But That's cool. Well, congratulations to your daughter for graduating. Oh yeah, she's she's the youngest, so it's kind of a congratulations big, to you then. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm excited, but also it's just you know it's again one of those changes, mm -hmm. one of those transitions, mm -hmm. and actually brings to mind for me. You know, like if you noticed, I'm sure you have all of the storage units that have mm -hmm. popped up all over oh the springs. Oh my gosh. It yeah. is incredible. Yeah. It is like, and that's, we were kind of discussing downsizing a little bit mm -hmm. and then we've already got a storage unit. Mm -hmm. And so I was this wondering, if, did you ever help people like unstore their stuff mm. or? At least once, I can remember one client I helped with their storage unit, but most people, what they're trying to do is get their house all in order so that then they can take stuff out of the storage okay, unit. So okay. it's kind of a process. And um, sometimes it takes people months or years to get to that place where they're right. ready to do that. And oftentimes storage units are things that people haven't seen for 10 or more years. Or another situation is, hey, my mom passed. I got all of her stuff and we just put it in a storage unit to deal with later. So right. to imagine going through that, they're just like short circuiting, you know, their yeah. brains like, ooh. So our storage unit is full of my father-in-law's mm -hmm. tools. Oh. Like, you know, kind of uh, woodworking tools sure. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and uh, that we got when they downsized yeah. and so it's sort of like you and kind of inherit mm -hmm. all this mm -hmm. stuff yeah then what to do we don't have a shop yeah you know? um but we also don't want to get rid of the tools so right that's interesting yeah. well um you know i really want to thank you for coming here and sharing yourself yeah. and sharing um you know, like, I don't know, just sort of your heart with us and your memories. I appreciate mm, it so much. Thank you. Um, if people here in town do want to get someone to come alongside of them, a friend to come alongside and help them sort through some things, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, if you go to my website, which is grace, the number two organized.com, you'll find my Facebook on there, um, my contact information, and people can even set up a consultation through my website. All right. So they can do that virtually or in person and just, you know, ask specific questions about their space or their needs. So that's a great way just to, you know, connect. Right. So, um, yeah, that's probably easiest. Or they can um, call me at 719-396-1965. And should they mention anything about today's program? Yeah, I'd love to know where they came from and <laughs> how they found me. Yeah. All right. Great. And what's the little quick story behind the name? Okay. So um, 
My name, Carissa, the root of it is Charis, which mm-hmm. is the Greek word for grace. So grace is like a nickname for me. Mm. But I also want people to know I'm not coming to your home to judge you. I want you to feel grace in every encounter before, during, and after our sessions. So um, it's just a nice way for people to, to see, like, I'm just here to help you. So lots of grace for you. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Carissa Woodward with Grace to Organize. Mm-hmm. Thank you for um, spending time with us here on A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Thanks for brightening my day. <laughs> Brighter Day Law are an experienced and qualified team of divorce and family law attorneys. Their aim is to help you get through that emotional and challenging time of divorce and other family disputes. The mission of Brighter Day Law is to compassionately help families resolve their disputes with personalized legal representation while keeping the best interest of the entire family at heart. Their attorneys handle all kinds of family law cases, including child custody, divorce, high-asset divorce, mediation, and alimony. Brighter Day Law, compassionate counsel in dark and stressful times. 225-4493 or at brighterdaylaw.com. This has been A Brighter Day in the Neighborhood, presented by Brighter Day Law. Heard every Sunday at 11 a.m. on KPPF, 98.5 FM, 1040 AM, and 95.7 FM. Listen to the companion podcast on Podbean.